Colter Nuana's Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. The last of many podcasts from the week. If you got through all of them, I'm impressed. A lot of them will still have some uh, evergreen value to them. We did a whole series of interviews with various media members from across the Big Sky Conference who cover the league, mostly Montana, Montana State, but also some other ones as well. And, uh, you know, anybody in Montana, we all follow the rest of the league. So you can find all those on your various podcast hosting platforms as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. This one, more of a standard edition of the Big Sky Breakdown. Every week, here's sort of the formula. We'll be giving you the, the press conferences from Monday for both Brett Vegan at Montana State and Bobby Halkin at Montana. That's the order that they go in. Vegan usually goes in the morning, Halk goes in the afternoon. Then uh, that, that'll be early in the week, usually. Then midweek, usually on Thursdays, we'll have our analysis based podcast with Brooks Duanez, Ty Gregorak, and Andrew Houghton. And then Fridays, we'll have a conglomeration of all the interviews that we've done throughout the week. So in this episode of the Big Sky Breakdown, our interviews from the week of the first week of the 2023 football season, we will hear from Mike Uremovich and Brett Bushkin. They are each of the Butler Bulldogs. Uremovich is the head coach of the Butler, and Brett Bushka, a uh, senior quarterback there for the Bulldogs. They play Montana on Saturday. We'll also hear from Paul Peterson, the head coach of Utah Tech, along with Cyrus Webster, who is a uh, junior defensive tackle there for the Trailblazers. We'll also hear from Tommy Malott, Montana State quarterback, Hunter McGinnis, Montana offensive lineman, and Brett Vegan, Montana State's head football coach. He did a little extra interview with me after the press conference that we haven't shared yet. So that'll also be a part of this Big Sky Breakdown. Appreciate all of our fine sponsors for the Big Sky Breakdown. Blackfoot Communications, visit goblackfoot.com. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Town Pump, who keep us fueled up all football season long. I already got my Town Pump stops all mapped out for this upcoming weekend of road tripping, so looking forward to that. Also got to give a shout out to all the people that help me keep mentally and physically healthy during football season. Got a great deal worked out with the Hype House where I can take some strength and spin classes. It's great this time of year because it's really efficient workouts. Gets the brain working, the juices flowing, all that good stuff. And also big shout out to my guy, Kevin over at Westside Private Gym. Kevin has a doctorate in physical therapy and he is a excellent trainer and physical therapist. The easiest way to explain what my uh, new endeavor with him is, we're trying to break down all the concrete. And as you get older, you, you got a whole bunch of inflexibilities, immobilities, your body is formed a certain way from all the ways you've been favoring your various bumps and bruises and injuries. And you know, you can you can make it through, but are you actually living your best life? Are you actually as mobile and flexible and malleable as you can? be and uh, you know I've had some knee injuries some shoulder injuries and so I you know I work out a lot but you know a lot of times maybe you're training in the wrong way or, or your muscles just aren't firing in a proper fashion so we're breaking down the concrete and building it back up the first couple weeks of these workouts have been pretty much just physical therapy based tearing down some fascia you know loosening up the muscles really working on the mobility working on being mindful with the breathing and the muscle engagement trying to make the muscles proportionally fire. That's such a key thing, and, and Kevin does such a great job of explaining that. So really appreciate him. Can't wait for the journey to continue, and uh, we'll keep you updated on what's going on over there. But uh, fit during football back for another year, and uh, couldn't do it without the Hype House, or especially Kevin over there at Westside Private Gym. Montana, they open their football season on Saturday against Butler. The kickoff is at high noon. Montana State, they open at 6 p.m. Under the Bobcat Stadium lights against Utah Tech. Probably, well, not probably, certainly big-time favorites for both these schools opening up, both the, the Grizz and the Cats. The Grizz are 38.5-point favorites. 
Cats 36 and a half point favorites, so should have no trouble with their visiting opponents, but uh, the uh, football season will be underway. We'll get this thing kicked off with the man who leads his team into the belly of the beast, Washington Grizzly Stadium, Mike Uremovich, the head coach of the Butler Bulldogs. Big Sky Breakdown rolls on right now. SkylineSportsMT.com. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports and Grizzly Athletics. Well, time now for our Across the Sidelines where we interview coaches that are taking on both Montana and Montana State. The Montana Grizzlies, they open up the 2023 season at home high noon Saturday Washington Grizzlies Stadium, the Butler Bulldogs in town. Mike Aremovich, the head coach of Butler, joins us now on Across the Sidelines. Coach, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? Doing really good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, just tell us about uh, the, these last couple weeks. Fall camp, always an exciting time, always a challenging time for teams. But what did you learn about your team? What did you like about uh, how you guys grew and uh, and progressed over these last couple weeks? We, re- we really grew a lot in camp. You know, last year was my first year at Butler, and, and when we started last season, we had 80 freshmen and sophomores on our roster. So we were a really, really young football team, and you know, a lot of those guys came back, got an opportunity to improve in the spring and in the summer, and then you know, coupled with the freshmen that came in and a few transfer guys that we got, it was good to get everybody together and, and get a chance to go through camp and, and, and improve in a bunch of areas. So we came out of it pretty uh, pretty healthy. You're always going to be a little beat up, but uh, relatively speaking, pretty healthy and excited to get into game week. What is that a product of, just having so many young guys? Is that is that a strategic uh, recruiting philosophy of your guys' is to go young, or, or how did that happen? How did you guys have such a young roster last well, year? Well, it was my first year last year, um, and the previous class had a big senior class, so the roster I inherited had a big senior class. And then uh, we were able to go out and recruit a bunch of guys to, to come in and uh, in my first class as well. We had a bunch of freshmen in that class as well as transfers. So, no, it's not strategic. I hope I'm never in that position again. <laughs> right. But, um, we did get a bunch of good guys, a bunch of good young guys, and it's fun to watch them develop. Our classes will be much smaller moving forward. Well, you spent some time uh, in the FBS before you took this head coaching job at Butler. So what did you like about this job? I and mean, what sort of things intrigued you about it? What sort of advantages do you think you can capitalize on there uh, in Indy? You know, honestly, the thing that, that fired me up about Butler is, is the academics at the school and, and how good of an education these kids are getting. And like you said, I had spent the last, I don't know, I'm old, but 15, 17 years, whatever it was, at Division One level. It was fun to come here. We're a non-scholarship football team. Our guys love playing football, and they're here because they love football and want to get a good education. And um, it's a unique group of kids that have really high standards and goals for themselves, both on the field and off the field. So when I came on the interview, got a chance to talk with some of the some of the student athletes, and then also just you know the tradition at Butler with football and with all the other sports. Um, and Indianapolis is a great place to live. So to be honest with you, I. I, I was interested in the position, and then after the interview on campus, it was something I really wanted to take an opportunity to do. And I'd been a head coach before, and I'd been at other programs as an assistant. And one of the things I really like about coaching is going to a place that hasn't necessarily been as successful and, and turning a program around. That's, that's where I get my most joy as a coach. 
But you can definitely tell your guys are smart. I just got off the phone with Brent Bushkett. He was telling me about his double major finance, all this stuff. And I was like, man, you're a lot smarter than me. So is it cool, though, for you to teach guys that are so academically oriented and also probably learn at such a high level? Well, I always tell the players that we got a bunch of coaches on our staff that couldn't get into Butler. (laughs) (laughs) We're coaching here. But uh, it is fun, and, and they're intelligent. And, I mean, you, as a coach, you're always looking for edges, right? So one of our edges is that we're going to be smart. So it allows us to do some things that maybe you can't do at other places because our guys are going to learn the schemes and, and get us in and out of plays on offense and defense and, and some of the things we do on special teams. So it is fun. Uh, it's fun to coach guys that are, that are intelligent like that. Mike Uremovich joining us here on Nuanas Now across the sidelines. He's the head coach of the Butler Bulldogs. They're making their way to Missoula, Montana on Saturday to open the 2023 season. Uh, we mentioned your quarterback coach. Uh, he was the Pioneer Football League Player of the Year a year ago and now back for a uh, fifth season for you. Uh, dual threat and uh, looks like just a tough-minded kid and I uh, enjoyed talking to him a lot. Seems like he's got a lot of moxie to him. So um, what do you think he brings to your squad? How, how, how has he helped you sort of navigate these first couple years? Well, he's a great leader. Um, I mean, he's one of the first guys in the weight room. Well, you know, last guys to leave. The guys follow him. Um, he's a very competitive kid, very competitive kid, and uh, really takes pride in, in how he plays and how the people around him play. So he's everything you want out of a quarterback. Uh, we've I've been fortunate to coach several good quarterbacks, and um, they all have the same traits he does. They're competitive. Um, he's a leader. And he, the guys follow him. I mean, they really do. And, and he's earned that in our locker room. Take me through last year and, and just maybe the influences it had on this year. Like you said, a really young squad, but you won seven games. Uh, but I know that it maybe didn't end quite like you wanted with uh, two losses down the stretch. So h- how much did the ending of last year motivate you to this year? But also what sort of bright spots can you take from a 7-4 and four year with such a young team? Yeah, um, I know it's not a coach answer, but, you know, I – Nobody likes – unless you win your last game of the year, you're never really happy with how Totally. Games. But, you know, we did make a lot of progress last year. We did improve in a lot of areas. We also saw areas that we need to improve in. Um, but really, to me, the motivation for our staff and our, and our coaches is, is, is really just being the best team we can be on a weekly basis. And camp's about getting yourself better. And then in the season, one of the things we're constantly selling is it's really 11 one-game seasons. I mean, we're trying to do everything we can to win this week. And that plan might be one guy getting the ball 25 times this week, and he might not get it at all the next week. It might be that we play a certain D-line this week, and then next week we're playing two other guys up there because it's an option team. So it's really developing your team in the offseason, and then it's just one week at a time. And I know that sounds cliche, but it really is. you got to try to win that game. And I love coaching football because of the strategy and the players, and and then someone's going to get hurt. And then something else, and like you're always, there's always something changing every week. So it's really week by week. They call him Coach U. They're at Butler. His team plays in Missoula on Saturday. Uh, Coach, last couple of things for you. Uh, just break it down with the matchup with Montana. First of all, what have you seen out of the Grizz defense? Obviously, uh, a little bit unorthodox of a style. They bring so much pressure, and they bring it from all over the place. Uh, what have you seen just on film and preparing for the Grizz defense? Well, they're really good. Uh, I've been watching them a decent amount this summer and then obviously in this offseason. And, you know, they, we played South Dakota State last year. And uh, these guys are every bit as good as them on defense. 
And uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I know that you guys got your linebacker, you or whatever you say Montana made or whatever it is for your linebacker core, whatever they're doing is working because those linebackers are physical, they're downhill, they blitz a lot, like you said. 99, the nose tackle, is, a, is an unbelievable football player. I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing on Sundays at some point. Um, he's aggressive. He runs after the ball. He doesn't take plays off. He's a real matchup problem for everybody that you guys played last year watching the film. And then I know you got the transfer defensive end, 48, amongst a bunch of other guys that can play. I mean, the impressive thing to me is the length of the guys on your defense, the way they run to the football, the way they know the scheme. And I know it's a new defensive coordinator, but really players make the scheme. And with the, with the guys you're running out there on defense, you know, it'd be fun to be the defensive coordinator of that unit because all the things they can do and the problems they can present. So it'll be a, uh, it'll be a real challenge for us, not just schematically, but just with the personnel that Montana is going to run out on defense. And on the other side of the ball, uh, a lot of returning guys for the Grizz, um, but uh, a little bit of a turnover at quarter, quarterback, and they're probably going to play multiple guys at quarterback. So when you're preparing for a team that has multiple guys under center, uh, surrounded by some good skill guys, uh, what's that preparation like? Well, when you have a great O-line, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. You and I could go out there and play quarterback behind that offensive line probably. Um 55 is a great player. I mean, they got, I think, all five back up front, and you got four backups behind there that would play at a lot of different schools. So I wouldn't be as concerned about the quarterback if I was a Montana fan because of the depth you have on the offensive line, the running backs you have, and the wideouts you have. Uh, that being said, I know you got two quarterbacks. They're going to play them both. Um, you know, they're probably trying to figure out who they want their guy to be for the year. You know, you have the, the one kid, the 17, that's, more of a pocket passer type guy, and then seven is a seems to be like a guy that's going to run around a little bit and do some like wildcat type things. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll play in both until they figure out who they want to go with. But just long term for for your all season, if that old line stays healthy, you're going to have a lot of success. And defensively, we got to figure out a way to match up against that group, which is is challenging because of the experience they have, the size they have, and and what type of players that, that they have on the offensive side of the ball. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough for us. Um, we got to slow them down, and we got to be opportunistic and try to create some turnovers. Mikey Romovich joining us here on Nuanas now across the sidelines. His Butler Bulldogs come to Missoula on Saturday afternoon. And last thing for you, Coach, obviously the win is the number one priority, but beyond that, what else do you hope to see out of your team? What will constitute success for Butler on Saturday? Well, no matter who we're playing, whether it's uh, somebody like Montana or anybody else on our schedule, we don't want to beat ourselves. We're a disciplined, physical football team, so we want to execute to the best level that we can. But our goal is to win the football game. Every game we play, we're going to try to win, obviously, and that's no different this Saturday. Um, but there's no way you're going to go into that place and win against this competition if you're not disciplined and if you don't have good ball security and if you don't do things right on special teams. and. As you know, going in the first game of the year, special teams is always an area where guys can either win games or lose games. So um, we got to really worry about ourselves, no different than anybody else we were playing. Obviously, we're playing a, a top 10 or top 15 or whatever they're ranked. I don't look at all that stuff, but I know they're going to be a ranked football team that, that's going to continue to be all season. So it's a good opportunity for us to go play one of the best teams in the country at their place. And I've talked to some people who coached there before. I heard it's a great environment. I heard the fans are awesome. And I heard it'll be full and it'll be rocking, which is why you play college football. 
Well, you'll certainly enjoy that part because the fans are certainly going to be out in full force. Mike Uremovich joining us here on Nuanas Now. He is the head coach of the Butler Bulldogs. Coach, we appreciate you taking some time during a busy week and uh, look forward to meeting you on Saturday. Best of luck. Same here, man. Appreciate it. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. ESPN Radio. I was looking at the uh, the the billboard, you know, Billboard magazine, which was such a big thing for so long. Now it's all digitized, but the Billboard Top 100, very famous. But they did their Top 100 lead men, leading singers of all time, and David Byrne of the Talking Heads, one of my favorites, number six. I, sometimes he gets slept on, and I was I was thinking, I was wondering where he would be, but number six, pretty darn good. One of my favorite songs ever. A little Talking Heads to bring you back here on your Tuesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. You listen to Nuanez now on ESPN Radio, statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and the ESPN MT app. Time now for our Across the Sidelines, where we interview coaches that will be preparing for and taking on uh, either of the Montana Division I programs. The Bobcats open up their season at Bobcat Stadium on Saturday night, the annual Gold Rush game, and Utah Tech is in town. The head coach of the Trailblazers, Paul Peterson, joins us now uh, on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Uh, coach, thanks so much for being here, man. How you been? What's been going on? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. We're just getting ready, man. Fired up for this game. We can't wait. Well, uh, first of all, just, just t- tell us just about uh, sort of the, the build there at Utah Tech. It's been a lot of transition uh, the last couple of years, but certainly fun to watch you guys build it. And uh, now here you are, and you got uh, an all-Big Sky non-conference schedule so that you'll be uh, front and center for, for our coverage here for at least the next three weeks. But what's gotten into it? I mean, what, what's gotten into sort of the build there uh, in St. George? Yeah, I know it, it's been fun. When I first got hired here, so I'm going into my fifth season, which I was reminded of a few weeks ago, uh, which has gone by super fast. But, um, you know, first year uh, Division Two, last last year Division Two for the school, um, you know, finished finished eight and three, and got a little momentum for this transition. We knew it was going to be a challenge, um, you know, especially with uh, when, when COVID hit. Um, played played uh, what did we played seventeen games in in, in twenty one, and then played a really tough schedule in, in twenty two, playing a bunch of ranked teams, which was uh, which was again a challenge. But um, you know, we're we're excited to play a team like Montana State, a perennial powerhouse that's, that's uh, been in the playoffs and you know nationally ranked um, week in week out, and so. You know, our, our guys are excited to, to see where we're at after after a year and you know in the weight room and and what we were able to accomplish at the end of the season last year. So um, excited about the teams we're playing, especially this one coming up being the first one. Well, we talk about this a lot, but on, on this show, but in terms of modern day college football, it seems like, especially at the FCS level, identify identifying disadvantages and mitigating those, and then identifying big time advantages and, and highlighting it and sort of promoting those when it comes to. Uh, the Utah Tech program. What do you think are your big advantages? What 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 can you use as an inroad to to help uh, get this thing rolling? Yeah, you know, you're you're talking about some of the disadvantages. I don't feel like we have any. I mean, I feel it's like, awesome. You know, as far as I, I, I guess, just just as a growing program, some of those growing pains going through it. But um, uh, you know, we've got the backing of the president and the, and the athletic department to make this thing work. 
and um, getting, a, getting a ton of resources with a new locker room and, and, and um, those type of things that will help us continue to be able to grow. And so I'm just I'm just excited to be um, to be a part of this um, transition and 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 continue to help it grow. Um, you know, I, again, I think getting into a conference is, is going to help us a ton. Um, that that is uh, that, that is strong. I guess like the Big Sky, and so we want to make sure that uh, we do good in conference games as well as play play these teams um, in the Big Sky that are that are regional matchups that make sense. So. Paul Peterson joining us, the head coach of Utah Tech Trailblazers in Bozeman for the Gold Rush game on Saturday night, 6 p.m. kickoff there uh, from Bobcat Stadium. Looking at your roster, you have a lot of Utah guys on there, and that totally makes sense. There's great high school football, great high school sports in general in Utah. So how much can that be an advantage for you guys, especially just trying to recruit uh, in-state and uh, just around St. George? Yeah, you know what, I think that's what the Montana teams do so well. Totally. You know, they get... They get the they get the guys out of state that they need to fill in, but their core guys are tough, hardworking um, kids that that can come in and they represent the state well. I mean, I think I'm trying to have that same type of same type of plan. And and you know, worry when I first took over, there wasn't too many uh, student athletes from Utah. Um, it didn't make sense. I think we had maybe ten or twelve, and so definitely wanted to flip that. There's like you said, there's some really good football, some really good high school coaches here in Utah that, that prepare their kids well for the next level. And we're getting more and more of the big dogs coming in town and, uh, and finding some of these kids and, and pulling them out of state, which is, a, which again is a compliment to our, to our high school coaches here. And so um, we're doing our best to, to keep them here and, and develop them. You know, I, I got to do that, right. I think at, at the FCS level, we're not going to get the four or five star kids, but you know, I think we're going to get that kid that doesn't have any stars, but that has a ton of potential and we're, our, our job is to develop them and, add value to what their coaching staffs in high school already did. And, and I think we're trying to build it the right way. And, you know, the transfer portal, I don't know if you're going to get to this part, but it makes it a little interesting, you know, as far as developing guys. But I think it's a feather in our cap if we got a kid that ends up at, you know, Oklahoma State, which we've had, and, and some of these bigger schools. We're on the right kids, and we're developing the right way. I just I, I wish that was a little bit different. We can hang on to them a little bit better. But, you know, we, we got a couple kids that helped, uh, helped our roster as well. Um, so the, the transfer portal take us and give us at the same time. So um, just got to navigate that. But I, I like where we're at as a program and where we're going. And when it comes to the Big Sky Conference, you guys have three Big Sky non-conference opponents. Open it up uh, with the Cats, and then you uh, got Montana coming to town September 9th. So I actually get to check out your place. I'm going to come down there and cover that game as well, so that'll be fun. Uh, and then Northern Arizona also uh, on the uh, the non-conference. But you have some Big Sky ties. I, I've caught up with you before, but mostly previously when you were at Sac State. So uh, what do you think of this Utah Tech's space uh, in the FCS sort of surrounded by the Big Sky recruiting against the Big Sky but not in the Big Sky? Oh man, there's, there's. First of all, when you when you come here next week, you're gonna love it. I don't think you're gonna get back to that. Cold <laughs> I know. I was like, can I play golf with this being a night game? I gotta be, be able to find a golf yeah. course somewhere, right? There's there's golf 24 seven here. You know, we're <laughs> we're we're very similar to um to to Las Vegas. We're about an hour and a half north of them in a cool cool little spot with a bunch of red rocks. You'll love it. But but yeah, I I think um. I think there's plenty of talent, right? I mean, I mean, all the all the big sky teams are recruiting in California, and we're just right down the street. I think five six hours from SoCal, and we 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 take care of Las Vegas really well in Utah, and that's kind of our main three hubs. But we're getting kids from Texas playing out there it makes sense, you know, and and so we're taking some trips out there. Got some kids from Washington, and we got a good Polynesian culture here too. And there's some there's some of that in Washington and Hawaii, and and, uh, and some of the Polynesian islands. And so we're 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 doing the best we can to find the right guys that have the best fit, right? That it'll make sense to be able to be here. And I think we're competing with some of these teams and we go head to head with 
NAU quite a bit and, and, and Sac State and, and, and obviously the Utah teams, Weaver State and, and SGU. And I think we're doing our fair share. We got, like I said, a really good, uh, a really good thing going with some, some great facilities and, and our schools on the rise for sure. And uh, us being, making a transition to a tech school, Utah Tech, I think that made sense for us as well and, and putting us on the map. So everything's trending the right way. Just got to win some ball games. There you go, Paul Peterson, Utah Tech, uh, his team in Bozeman on Saturday. A couple more things for you, Coach. First of all, uh, from your squad, who, who sort of emerged as a leader over uh, the, the recent weeks and months during this offseason leading up to this? And and uh, who are some some players that maybe people in Montana might want to watch on Saturday? Yeah, you know, I think you got to keep an eye on our captains and on the defensive side of the ball. we got Will Leota. He's been starting since a freshman. And uh, as a true, fre- true freshman at 180, 185, um, had a pick there at the University of Montana when we first played them. Um, and he's, he's just gotten better and better and faster and bigger and stronger. I think he's about 215, 220 right now. So you're going to see him flying around the football field. Cyrus Webster was our um, United Athletic Conference preseason player of the year defensively, defensive end. You'll see him. He wears number three. Um, you know, like those those Montana teams, that number three represents something for us. It's the guy that represents our program well. We had a, a student athlete, Abraham Reinhardt, who passed away when I first was made, made – uh, head coach and we wanted to honor him and he was a guy that, that exemplified exactly what we we're trying to build so cyrus is that guy for us he's, he's all time um off, offensively our, our captain at center can eldridge at center just works his tail off strongest guy on our team um he's a little bulldog um, and does some good things for us and vocal leader and, and then ricky johnson um uh you know he's got the single game record for for receiving yards and he, uh last year had 277 in one game and three touchdowns and so um, he's a guy that we're going to lean on, and he's worked tremendously hard for his senior campaign, and he's been here since the very beginning with us and, and it, it does exactly what we need him to do. You know, I think our quarterbacks, we've got to talk about them. Um, you know, we've got, we've got uh, Boone Abbott and Kobe Tracy, and they've been going neck and neck. I think it's really similar to Montana State in that we'll be switching off quarterbacks. We've got, we've got to play both of them. They both earned it. So that's where we're at there. Um, any other positions specifically you want maybe to talk about, go for it. But those are, those are our main captain guys. Well, I love the breakdown. Paul Peterson, Utah Tech, joining us. Last thing for you, then, um, you mentioned just the, the, the measuring stick you're going to face on Saturday. Number three team in the country. Cats have been to the Final Four, uh, three three fall playoffs in a row, and uh, certainly a national title contender once again this year. So uh, what do you think the task at hand on Saturday night? Well, gosh, they, they deserve it. Again, a, a really good culture, a winning culture. They know how to win. Um, you know, they had a couple close ones, that, and the good teams are – are able to win those close ones and, and, and don't panic at the end. You know, I'm telling our guys it's going to be a, a fun atmosphere, a, a great crowd with this gold rush that you guys are doing. And, and But it's about us taking care of our business and, and, and um, knowing that these guys are a perennial, perennial powerhouse and want a bunch of games. It's, we, we, want, we want to get there, right? And, and that's our goal. So um, if we want to get there, we've got to knock off a team like this. And so that's kind of our mindset. Um, you know, we know that they're tough, stout defense and, um, and, and on offense, you got to got to be able to stop the run game, averaging 300 yards a game la- uh, last year. I know they've tried to uh, make that not as not as one-sided rushing the ball and, and focus on the pass. And so we're going to try and be balanced on defense, get the ball to our offense, and we like spreading out the field and, and putting guys um, um, having to cover sideline to sideline and the horizontal and vertical floods. And so we'll, we'll, you'll see that from our from our offense. We'll look forward to seeing your team uh, each of the next couple of weeks. But thanks for making some time today, Coach. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, man. There you go, Paul Peterson, Utah Tech. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. 
Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. BCI Breakdown. On SkylineSportsMT.com, or maybe you're also listening in on ESPN Radio or watching statewide television, SWX Montana TV, or streaming on the ESPN MT app. No matter how you're tuning in, we really appreciate you being here. We also really appreciate our next guest for taking some time. It's Brett Bushka. He is a redshirt senior quarterback for the Butler Bulldogs. They are on their way to Montana playing in Missoula on Saturday afternoon. Brett, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. First of all, just tell me about life in, in Indianapolis. I got a chance to go out there for the NCAA tournament a couple years ago. I'd never been there before. I absolutely loved it. Got to go to a couple games uh, for the tournament on Butler's campus, and, and what an awesome basketball arena. What a sweet campus. So uh, just tell us about it. I mean, what's it like living there? What do you like about going to school at Butler? Uh, it's great. I really do like Indianapolis. Uh, it's got that city feel to it when you go when you head into downtown. Uh, Butler's campus is only 10 minutes away from downtown, so we can go in and out of there pretty frequently. Uh, you got Lucas Oil, where the Colts play. It's, uh, I love that stadium, especially when they got the, the roof open and the windows open. Uh, it's a great at- atmosphere. Uh, I've been lucky to go to a couple of those games throughout uh, my years here. Uh, like you said, we had the uh, NCAA uh, March Madness a couple years ago. They only played in Indiana, and a couple games were at Hinkle. So I got to catch a couple of those. There's a lot of opportunities, and obviously – the draft, the draft com- or the cro- the combine. I mean, it's here every year, so um, you can get tickets and uh, go watch the combine. It's a great experience. And where you're from, that right Lombard, Illinois, is that right outside Chicago? Is that right? Yeah, it's a west suburb outside Chicago. So there you go. So so how far is Indianapolis from Chicago? Then a couple hours. Yeah, just about uh, three hours. You probably get. Under two hours, depending on the, or under three hours, uh, depending on the traffic. Nice. So not too far from home for you. So so that's good. Um, I, I know you're just getting done with class. What are you going to school for? I am a double major in finance and risk management insurance. Wow. So uh, we're we're going to be trusting you with our money someday. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Well, well, I love it. Butler's also a, a great school. W- what led you there? I mean, what, what were some of the selling points? You mentioned how much you like Indy. What else uh, did you like about this Butler? What what, uh, what led you to the university? Uh, definitely the school. Uh, my mom was a big, uh, big fan of the uh, business school reputation, and uh, we knew that I was going to go into the business school. She liked that about it. Uh, I really liked uh, the guys that I met on the team. I think uh, it's a very unique camaraderie that we got i'm still uh really good friends with the guy who hosted me uh on my official visit when i was a senior in high school so it's that type of feel uh i met some just great people and uh that's really what brought me here red busha butler quarterback joining us here uh on the big sky breakdown um tell me about coming out of last year then i know you guys had a great year and then a little bit of a tough finish to the year how much did that motivate you coming into the off season? But also, what did you think just uh, as a whole of last year? Seven wins, a good season for you guys. Yeah, you like to see uh, we were trending in the right direction uh, from the previous years. 
Um, but we're definitely not satisfied. You know, seven wins is uh, it's a it's cool. You know, it's a lot better than uh, the three that we had the year before. But uh, we're still not satisfied with that. We wanna we think that we lost a couple games that we didn't we didn't think that we should have, and uh, that was just on us. I think we beat ourselves in those games. So uh, this off season, it was really uh, we're really honing in on the the things that we can't let beat ourselves. And um, I think all that work in the off season is really going to prepare us for this upcoming season. What specifically have you guys been working on? I mean, what, what sort of points do you think you need to improve overall uh, coming into this year? For me personally, I think I turned the ball over too much last year. And uh, there's a clear stat with uh, turnovers. You know, if you're in minus uh, territory in a game, there's, there's a rare possibility of you winning that game. And uh, I put that on myself. And uh, I know that um, our offense is going to be a lot better if uh, I don't turn the ball over this uh, this year. How about the rest of the offense, the rest of the team? Uh, what can you tell us just about uh, the Bulldogs' offense as you guys make your way to Montana? Uh, I'm really excited about our offense this year. I think we got uh, some weapons that we could use. And um, it's just going to be exciting. I think uh, everybody on the offense is really going to play a part in the success this year. So that's just really what I'm excited about. And how about the challenge on Saturday, then? You guys get to come to one of the great stadiums in in all of FCS football, one of the great stadiums in the West, period. So what are your expectations for coming into Missoula? And and are you guys excited to come play in, uh, in such a huge venue? Absolutely. Anytime you're getting to play uh, a team of this uh, prestige, and especially in a great stadium like you said, uh, it's an awesome challenge. Uh, uh, we're very excited to do it. Um, it's going to be a real fun game uh, on Saturday afternoon. From a quarterback perspective, preparing for Montana, probably a, a challenging task because they bring so much pressure and uh, they blitz so much. What goes into the preparation? What have you seen out of the Grizz defense so far? Absolutely. Uh, you definitely, you definitely notice on the film that they like to fly around and, um, they're a great team coached. Well, um, they definitely move well, like I said, so you're just kind of seeing everything that they do, trying to get the most information you can get and, um, yeah, and just go out and play. Brett Bushka joining us here on, uh, the big sky breakdown. He's the senior quarterback for the Butler Bulldogs as they make their way to Missoula. I got to ask you about the stash, man. I, I uh, saw your mugshot. There's people on the internet saying you're, you're Gardner Minshew light. So uh, any motivation behind it? What's the stash all about? Uh, yeah, you know, thinking being my fifth year and all, um, just wanted to do a little something funky, I guess, uh, for my picture. I got the, got the handlebar mustache rolling right now. Just a little, uh, just a little whatever, get some laughs going. And um, I believe I'm going to keep it for the for our first game going out going out to Missoula. <laughs> well, I love it, and it's an awesome mugshot. Uh, last thing for you, then, what uh, what are you looking for on Saturday? Well, what what sort of things do you guys hope to accomplish? Obviously, a victory is the number one goal, but what other things will will constitute success in terms of performance for for Butler on Saturday afternoon? Absolutely, I think um, definitely just keeping it simple. I think. Uh, we can't get um, too hot, uh, hopped up in 
the crowd, you know, the crowd's going to be going crazy, which uh, we love. That, that excites us. So staying simple, not getting overwhelmed and all, and uh, doing our job every single play, not uh, taking a play off, not having the last play affect this upcoming play, staying in the moment, I think that's what's going to constitute uh, success for us. Brett Puska, senior quarterback for the Butler Bulldogs, here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Brett, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it, and best of luck on Saturday. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports and Grizzly Athletics. Our lead-up coverage continues as we prepare for the opening weekend of college football across the Treasure State as well as across the FCS. Montana State opens their season under the Bobcat Stadium lights. Saturday night, their annual Gold Rush game, and Utah Tech, the Trailblazers, are in town. We're joined now here on the Big Sky Breakdown by Cyrus Webster. He's a junior defensive lineman there for Utah Tech. Cyrus, thanks for joining us, man. How's things been going? Just take us through the last month or so. How'd fall camp go for you guys? Oh, fall camp, so good. It's a, it's a lot of time together, you know, with each other all day where it's like there's, there's not much other time that you're um, outside of football. So it's a lot of football, but it's a whole lot of fun. So you're building that bond with your boys. You're uh, We played a lot of Uno. It's kind of a joke between us and my I love uh, specific it. Uh, our defensive room. We played a lot of Uno. We had a lot, It's just a lot of bonding within our room. And um, they, we only got better. There, there's... The best part about fall camp is you can only get better. You continue to go out there every single day with a with a mindset to get better. We got there, we worked tremendously hard, and it was just awesome experience. This, me personally, this is the best fall camp I've been a part of since I've been at this school. So it was just a great great experience, and the the bond we continue to build has just been awesome. So, well, it's interesting times at Utah Tech, and uh, I mean Utah Tech's been a program that's been on the rise. You know, transitioner from Division Two to Division One, and now sort of building a reputation amongst the FCS. What's it been like being in on sort of the ground floor of a, a sort of a fledgling program like Utah Tech? It's it's awesome, man. I think um, one of the main things that we kind of focus on is just like you said, like we're on the rise and we're doing it super fast. Like not a lot of schools kind of do it like Utah Tech is doing it. You know, we're, we're moving really fast. We're building stuff. We're um, playing the best. And we, uh, we're, we, we take it all head on, you know what I mean? So there's no um, – there's no backing down from us anytime soon. We just continue to work and we continue to, like you said, lay that groundwork. And uh, we, we want to build something big here. We want to. We, we want a big future for the school, and uh, might might as well start it now. You know, no, no time to wait for it. So, well, I noticed just looking at your guys' roster that uh, you have a lot of of guys from around the area, whether it's uh, Utah or Northern Arizona or you know Southern California. It makes sense just given where you're at there in St. George, Utah. You yourself, though, you're from Salt Lake City as well. It seems like that could be a big advantage for, for Utah Tech just because there's such great high school football there uh, in the state of Utah. How much do you think that can help? I mean, how, how, much is, is, uh, how, how much does it help you guys having some of the great high school football talent from around Utah as part of your program? Oh, it, it's, it's awesome. Um, I, I was watching the last Bingham game when they played modern day, and um, 
you, you can see the you can see the talent level. Same with the Corner Canyon game when they played. I think it was two weeks ago or a week ago. It, we're playing some of the best schools in the nation, and um, that the, the competition level is super high. Like um, Corner Canyon is one of the best schools in the nation. We like we're gonna get some people from there. Like there's um, we're we're just a few hours down the road. Like what is it? Three hours from um, Salt Lake down here. So three and a half hours maybe. Come down here. It's like it's the best time to be in. It's sunny all the time. The, the, the football down here is just different. Like when we have games on Saturdays, no one's at home. Everyone's at the stadium. Everyone's here. And, um, I, I, like you said, there's a, there's a lot of football up North and there's a lot of good athletes that we think we can get down here compared to some of the other FCS schools around here. And it's like, we're trying to build that program that they want to be at Utah tech. And that's why, um, it's all about it's all about building up and building a culture here, so they uh, feel like Utah Tech's the place they want to be at. So interesting too, because I've had you guys on my radar the last couple of years because we cover the whole Big Sky Conference, and you've had a bunch of Big Sky teams land on the schedule. You had two last year with Sac State and Weber State, and then you've also uh, and then Southern Utah used to be in the Big Sky as well, and you guys will probably always play them since Cedar City's just right up the road, and. Uh, now this year you got three more Big Sky teams, including Montana State on Saturday. So, um, what do you, what do you remember about last year's battles with Big Sky Conference teams? And is there anything you can take from those matchups last year uh, into this non-conference for your guys this year? Yeah, uh, totally. There's um, the the competition level is always going to be there. There's no um, I don't I don't think we go into any games thinking oh these these guys aren't going to be as good as another team. We think every single time we go out there these teams are playing to win. So. Uh, especially with the big sky, the teams that we play against, it's kind of nice to kind of see different teams and see um, be, be able to play against kind of different, um, especially with Montana State. Watching film, I've seen a whole lot of stuff that I haven't seen in the from last year from the WAC. There's a with their quarterback play, with the way that they run their offense, it's a it's a whole new scheme that we, we haven't seen before. So um, especially with last year playing against Sac State. Um, they're a really good team. They're, they're a really good team when we play them. And it just – it gives us that experience. It gives us the – be able to say, oh, we played against those teams. We played against the, the best Big Sky team, or you know what I mean? So um, – and especially with the Southern Utah, that we love that. We love that rivalry. Like, that's that's one of the best things. We, we can drive 45 minutes, 30 minutes up to SU, and we can play them, or they can drive down to us. It's um, it, it, it doesn't matter where we're at, but that competition is awesome. The – Everyone comes to those games. It doesn't matter if you live in Cedar, or if you live in St. George, wherever it's at, you're going to be at that game. So that's a that's an awesome rivalry. Rivalry we love to have. But um, playing the Big Sky schools, I I love playing any team. But if it's a Big Sky school that is really freaking good, I'm you know that increases the level of play. You know, so it's it's always just to play those good teams. And um, I, I'm I'm excited for the year. I'm excited to go out there and play Montana State and see how different it is from playing in, in the WAC and. You know what I mean? So, Cyrus Webster joining us here on uh, the Big Sky Breakdown. He's a junior defensive tackle for Utah Tech, the Trailblazers, in Bozeman on Saturday uh, to take on Montana State. Coach Peterson was on the show yesterday, on my uh, ESPN radio show yesterday, and he was talking uh, about the, the tradition you guys have with the, with the number three jersey, and that's the one you wear. So uh, what do you think of representing that, and what does it mean to you? It's a huge honor, huge honor. It's something that um, I, I'm not taking lightly at all. Um, I, I've had a lot of conversations with friends and family and just kind of how I'm going to represent it. And um, every single time I put the jersey on, every single time I go out to practice, I go and play a game, 
it's going to be in my mind to play, play with a lot of passion and play with a lot of pride. So, and I, I want to represent um, Abe as much as I can. I, I never got to meet him. We never got to play with each other, but um, from the people that did play with him from uh, Milwaukee from last year, from Cajun last year, the people that were freshmen when, when he was here, they said that uh, he, he led with a whole lot of heart. He, he led with hard work and um, he never turned anything down. So I, I kind of want to do the same thing, you know, go, go out there and play with a purpose, play, play with a, uh, a higher meaning than myself, you know, so go out there um, just, just play with a whole lot of heart, like I said, and um, I, I have to represent that jersey well, so I, I plan to do that with the way I play. Last couple things for you, then uh, just break down the matchup for us. Montana State, uh, one of the best offensive fronts in the in the uh, in the Big Sky and in the country. Uh, I know you guys expect to be good defensively as well, especially up front, starting with yourself. You were the uh, the preseason UAC Defensive Player of the Year, so. What do you think of the battle up front? What do you think of your matchup with the Bobcat offensive line? It's it's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be fun. There's a whole lot of um, if and buts, you know what I mean? There's a whole lot of stuff you can say, but I know uh, we, we, we plan on controlling the line of scrimmage. We plan on going out there, and we plan on showing them who Utah Tech is. And um, that that's the mindset all, all the time. We, we got there. We play with a whole lot of effort. We we play really relentless, and um, we, we don't we don't plan on backing down at all. And um, uh, like you said, they're they're a good team, but as long as we're disciplined, as long as we got there, we play with a whole lot of effort. And um, the the best team that comes out there, the, the the team that does the right things the most, is probably going to win the game. So that's what we're uh, that's what we're pushing towards. Go out there, do the right things, do your job. Go out there with a whole lot of discipline, but play with um, I, I like to say controlled violence. Play with controlled violence. Go out there, and um, it, it's, it's going to be a fun matchup. So. Well, certainly will be fun. 6 p.m. under the Bobcat Stadium lights. We will be on hand there for the Gold Rush game in Bozeman as the third-ranked Montana State Bobcats take on upstart Utah Tech, the Trailblazers, out of the UAC coming to Bobcat Stadium. Cyrus Webster, defensive tackle there for the Trailblazers, joining us here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown. Cyrus, appreciate it, man. Best of luck. Travel safe, and uh, thanks for making some time. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your time as well. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Well, it's game week, and we've been doing Montana State minutes all summer long, talking about the lead-up to football season, but now football season's upon us. Montana State, they open the 2023 season against Utah Tech. Saturday night under the Bobcat Stadium lights the annual Gold Rush game returns. We're joined now by Bobcat junior quarterback Tommy Malott. Tommy, thanks for being here, man. First of all, I mean, how's it feel? You started school last week. Now you got Gold Rush coming down the pipe. Always an exciting time of year. What goes through your mind, and uh, how does it feel when you know that uh, Gold Rush is coming? Man, I just think that, uh, you know, we have a group of guys here that's, uh, you know, really been bought in uh, for this system and for, you know, the beginning of this new season for, uh, you know, since the uh, beginning of January. And, uh, you know, I think it's finally here, and, and guys are chomping at the bit, and they're ready to get out there, uh, play in front of those Bobcat fans here uh, a couple of days. 
And I got to ask you, I know you've been real busy, and uh, I don't know how much you paid attention to it this last week, but one of the best uh, wins of the weekend this last week in high school football as they opened up on Friday night was Butte High. They they had a whole bunch of turnovers, and it was a mess of a game, but they still were able to beat Billings West. Do, do you still keep tabs on the Bulldogs? I do, yeah. I keep, uh, keep a good connection with uh, Coach Eric Gray over there. Uh, and I think, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I heard about how that game was going. Um, they're down 10-0. They're going into the fourth. And, uh, you know, obviously things weren't going exactly how they wanted to, but I think it's just a testament to, to the kids on that team and, and the way that Coach Gray has helped uh, develop those young men into being, you know, just resilient and persevere through all that, uh, you know, those hardships and, and uh, being able to, you know, have that fourth quarter where they're able to rip off a couple of scores and, and go away with a big win. I think going over to Billings is never an easy uh, task. So I think it's, uh, like I said, a big testament to, the guys over there and, and just the coaching and, and uh, development from Coach Gray. Tommy Mulat joining us here on our Montana State Minute. He's the quarterback for the uh, number three ranked team in the FCS, set to open their season against Utah Tech on Saturday night. We talked to you, Tommy, before fall camp began, and now and now it's uh, in the books and you're in the game week. So what did you learn about this team over the last couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, I just think that we're, you know, a little bit more of a veteran group than we had last year, uh, which is a good thing. You know, I think we have a lot of, uh, you know, the, just the details are just, you know, so consistent with this team. Uh, you know, we have the 17 practices to sharpen our sword uh, throughout fall camp. And I think that we, uh, I think that we really crushed it. I think that we were very consistent, you know, very little uh, roller coaster up and down. And I think it was just every day guys are coming back, um, you know, to get better. And, uh, you know, regardless of what their body and their mind was telling them, uh, you know, they were, you know, telling themselves that they can get through it. Uh, you know, they can, uh, you know, focus in for another meeting, another two-hour meeting here. They can, you know, go out there and, and be physical uh, with, the, you know, some other guys that are the best in the country, you know, for, you know, whatever it was, day six in a row there, you know, a couple of times. And so it was, uh, you know, I think that's what it kind of spoke most about our team. Um, I think we're a very talented bunch, and I'm excited to, you know, excited to get rolling here on Saturday. Well, one position group we've been talking about a lot on this show that I'm very excited to watch is the wide receivers. Last couple of years, so much of the narrative around the Bobcat offense has been how well you guys run the ball, and justifiably so. I mean, school record for rushing yards in a season last year, led the conference, one of the top teams in the country running the ball. And I know there's been some great receivers at MSU the last couple of years, too. I mean, a testament to three different guys getting shots with the NFL teams and Lance McCutcheon and Travis Johnson and Kevin Cassis. But this group, it seems like, has a chance to be a little different in a variety of ways. And uh, I'm really excited to see if Ty McCullough's uh, speed lives up to the billing. I'm excited to see if Lanyata Alexander can dominate out of the slot like I think he can. I know you have a lot of confidence in these guys, Tommy, so just break it down. I mean, what do you think of your, your receivers, especially some of the guys that will make their Bobcat debuts on Saturday? No, absolutely. I mean, I'm excited. The guys have been, they've been here uh, throughout the winter. They've really been buying into our culture, uh, what we do here at, at MSU. And and, uh, you know, I think every single one of them's got this, uh, you know, very special skills that, that they're bringing. Uh, and, yeah, I think we'll be a very, um, very dynamic team out there on the edge. Yeah, Ty, I think that he's been, uh, you know, I think his speed, um, you know, it kind of separates him. Uh, I think that he's, uh, he's just a guy that will give you his all every single play. Um, you know, then Lignata, uh he's one of my roommates, and, and he's, uh, you know, I think that he, he just uses his speed so well. He, you know, his, his control over his body is just, uh, you know, different than what I've seen, you know, a lot. Um, you know, we got uh, Aiden Garrigan, oh, another one of my roommates. I think he's been flying around making some plays, uh, you know, very technical with his routes. Uh, Christian Anaya, you know, he's a guy that's coming off of, uh, 
freshman year, but just coming in for a second year, he's a young guy. But uh, you know, he's been making a lot of a lot of great plays out there. Uh, it's been very cool to see his kind of progress into becoming more of a consistent player for us. And then you know, Cleve Van, he obviously played with us last year, and uh, I think that he's just uh, he's just a leader of that group. And you know, he leads by example. He does everything right. He's here early. He's you know, he gets out of here late. Um, you know, takes care of his body. He's flying around making plays. Uh, so I think we have a super dynamic group there. Um, you know that you know obviously there's a couple other guys that are going to get a shot to play out there as well. Uh, you know Jacob Trimble, uh, Tavion Williams, all those guys. And so um, you know excited to see you know what they what they do out there on on Saturday uh, with that energy with that. And I'm excited for them as well just to you know see that energy because I, I just you know I believe that this is one of the most special Saturdays here. Um, really anywhere uh, in the nation with the uh, gold rush here at MSU. So I uh, can't wait for them to be out there and, and uh, you know, and feel that love that everybody else does as well. I know we're, we're recording this here on Monday, so probably only a, a brief knowledge so far of the opponent, but uh, Utah Tech coming to town at Upstart FCS program. I think we're going to learn a lot about Utah Tech the next couple weeks because they play the Bobcats, then the Grizzlies, then Northern Arizona. So a all-Big Sky non-conference for, for Utah Tech. So we'll certainly be following along, especially at Skyline Sports. But uh, Tommy Malott joining us as Bobcat quarterback. What can you tell us about Utah Tech so far, Tommy? What have you learned? You know, I think that they're a team that, you know, obviously showed last year uh, a lot of flashes of, of, of potential. I don't think that they ever, you know, their record really reflects how talented they really are. Um, I think their their front guys, you know, are, are very fast, uh, you know, and they're physical and they're aggressive. And, and uh, you know, as you see from game one uh, all the way to, you know, their last games with BYU um, and, and everyone else, you know, just that energy uh, was just consistent. That perseverance was consistent. I, I mean, I think that they obviously show up playing BYU on the road. Um, they really gave those guys a scare and, and, you know, take away a couple of those, um, you know, almost prayers that BYU had in that first half. That game is – uh, you know, Utah Tech is up by a few scores. I think that their, uh, you know, they their their scheme was kind of um, they were changing around all over the place. So, um, you know, we're not entirely sure what we're going to be getting, but um, you know, we're going to obviously respect these guys. We're taking it day by day. Uh, you know, it's Monday right now. We're obviously completely focused on them, and Tuesday we're going to do the exact same thing. And and uh, you know, we're rolling all the way to Saturday. And they're our, you know, our main focus right now, uh, 100%. Uh, without a doubt, and, uh, you know, I'm just excited to get out there and play against some of those guys. They've got uh, a lot of returning um, contributors, for sure, from last year. Uh, they have a couple of new guys uh, as well as what we've kind of been able to see so far. Um, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, they're very they're, – they're, they're physical in coverage, for sure. Like, I think that they're um, – you know, I think that they're fast and they're physical in coverage, and, um, you know, with, all, with their man stuff that they'd shown last year, and um, – you know, we're excited to see what we're going to get. We're just going to be disciplined. We're going to do what we do. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just going to be detailed with what we do and, and not uh, overdo anything. Uh, so we're excited for it. Last thing for you, then, I know you guys have all talked uh, pretty consistently about, you know, taking care of your business first, like you just said, one day at a time, be where your feet are at. So uh, it seems like the the, the uh, marching orders going into this season as well, what – what will be your barometers? I mean, what sort of things do you hope to, to execute? That has nothing to do with Utah Tech. What sort of things do you hope to see out of the Bobcat offense on, on Saturday? No, I just think it's, it's composure. I think that that first game, um, the energy uh, for everybody is, is so high. You know, everybody is 0-0. Zero zero. There's no one that has shown anything with this current team. You know, there's, a, there's speculation with, 
rankings and stuff like that, but none of that really matters because uh, no one's played yet. So, uh, you know, obviously we have a ton of respect for these guys that are off the bat, and I, you know, I'm just hoping that we see some composure from this offense. Like I said, I think we're more of a veteran group. We've got a lot of experience in games. And, you know, just going out there on that first play, uh, that first drive, you know, just guys doing their job, not trying to do too much, um, not letting that energy, you know, you know, overexcite them. And then they get undisciplined uh, with their, you know, with their uh, footwork, whatever it might be, uh, with their depth, uh, with their tracks, whatever it might be. And it's the same thing for me, you know, it's just, it's just having that composure, um, but just, you know, channeling that energy uh, and letting it, you know, show in, in the details rather than, you know, playing out of body experience, which is, you know, very easy to do on that first game. So I think that's, you know, what our, that's, that's what the hope is for the first game. And I just hope the guys got fun. You know, they, they, uh, they use a lot of energy and, you know, they just enjoy the heck out of it. Well, always one of the most fun nights of the year under the Bobcat Stadium lights, the gold rush coming back. Yet again, Utah Tech in town to take on number three, Montana State. Tommy Vallott, the Bobcat quarterback, or one of the Bobcat quarterbacks, junior there at MSU, joining us here on the Montana State Minute. Tommy, really appreciate the time, man. Best of luck on Saturday, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, I appreciate you. I'll uh, talk to you soon. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. We go to the Rangers Brothers Army. Fold line, welcome in. A senior offensive lineman for the University of Montana and this week's uh, Grizz that we are highlighting. It's Hunter McGinnis, a preseason all-league pick and a guy who's a returning first-team all-league player. Hunter, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? Great. How are you guys doing? Good, man. For, uh, thanks for taking a minute for us. Uh, first of all, it's game week and, and school's going now. I was on campus earlier today. You can feel the buzz for sure. So as a, from a player's perspective, especially a guy that's entering your last year of college football, What's this week like for you? How does it feel to, to know you have an opponent to prepare for for the first time in a while? Oh, I mean, it's always exciting going up against another opponent, um, you know, another chance for us to really get out there and showcase our talents and, you know, just compete. You know, that's, uh, that's the biggest thing for all of us here. We just want to, you know, just compete. Well, that's one thing that seems that every guy on the Grizz that I talk to, they all echo the same thing. Love competition, love playing football. How important is that just the way you guys operate? Because you guys practice so hard, you train so hard. How much does a love for the game and love and competition help you just make it through all the trials you guys have during the offseason? Well, I mean, competition is key here. Uh, that's what runs this program. That's what fuels this program. Um, if we don't have any competition within our players, how are we going to get better? So, um, you, know, I, you know, I compete with Alex Gubner every day. I compete with Levi Janicaro, Kale Edwards, you know, all these other guys. And then just even during, uh, you know, individual drills with our position groups, you know, we got Chris, uh, Chris Walker, uh, AJ Forbes, and we're always trying to compete against each other and making sure that we're, we're always pushing each other to be better. So competition uh, kind of runs this program. Absolutely. Uh, always fun watching you guys practice. I love when fall camp run, rolls around because it's so entertaining. You guys got so much going on. There's so many different things to watch. So uh, certainly fun. W what did you take away from fall camp? I mean, where did you see uh, both the offensive line and, and the team improve? What sort of strategy do you think you guys made these last couple weeks? Um, you know, I think we just really got back into football shape. Um, you know, you can get in, you can lift all the weights and run all you want during during summer, but nothing's like playing football 
in, in 90 degree weather in Missoula, especially with Coach Hauk down your back. Um, but I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a lot of fun, though. It's definitely hard work, and it prepares us for the games, and it prepares us for the rest of the season. So, uh, Coach Hauk does a really good job here with this program, making sure that fall camp's tough, and that's the way it should be. So then the season and games become easy. Hunter McGinnis joining us here on Nuanas. Now he's our Grizz Star of the Week, senior offensive lineman uh, at the University of Montana. Tell us more just about your unit. A, a lot of conversation about it. Certainly you guys have some veteran players, including fellow seniors like A.J. Forbes and Chris Walker playing on either side of you. How do you think you guys have progressed as a unit, and what do you hope defines the, the Grizz offensive line this year? Um, you know, we, we really just try to make sure that we're on the same page of communication. Um, you know, we all have our individual strengths and weaknesses, and we're always trying to improve on our strengths and weaknesses as a whole. Um, so, you know, during fall camp and during summer and during spring ball, we were always trying to work on, you know, our sets or our footwork, hand placement, head placement, all the good stuff that offensive linemen need. And, um, you know, it's been very beneficial for these two guys to come back um, and for myself to come back too. And, you know, you can't forget about Journey and, uh, and Brandon Casey on the right side too. You know, we got all five guys returning. It helps us with the camaraderie and the, you know, it just makes a whole unit better. Well, you led me right to it because I did want to ask you about Journey Grimsrud, a great story. A kid from small town Montana from Huntley Project comes in as a defensive lineman, uh, but then makes the transition to offensive line. And towards the end of last year, he breaks in the starting lineup and had a great stretch run for you guys. So where do you think he's improved to, to sort of make these strides and burst into that starting unit? Well, I mean, he's, he's always improving um, by asking questions. Um, he's always in my ear, or AJ's ear, and Casey's, or Chris's, or coaches. And he's, he's always in somebody's ear trying to get better, trying to learn, making sure they can try to perfect his craft. Um, and I applaud him for that. You know, it, it takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage to do that, um, especially as a younger guy coming in. Um, being this is your first year playing offensive line since high school, you know. So he's, he's done a really good job of coming in and, you know, just trying to improve, um, you know, mindset wise. And then on the field, too, I mean, he, he's always been a hard worker and, you know, uh, my first year in 2021, he was on the scout D line, and he was always giving me fits and problems. So I'm just happy I, he's on the he's on my right side. So speaking of young guys that are on the come up, Hunter McGinnis joining us here on Nuana is now ESPN Radio, a senior for the Grizz. Uh, one guy that I know Coach Alk has highlighted a little bit uh, in terms of his massive improvements is Noah Cashmitter. And you mentioned you battle against Governor Alex Governor, the All American defensive tackle there for the Grizz. But Cashmitter, uh, he's he's played his way up quite a bit this offseason. So what sort of strides do you, have you seen him make, and what sort of matchup is he? Well, I call Noah Cashman our little firecracker. That dude's a little uh, <laughs> he's a little ball of fire. That dude, uh, he comes off the ball hard, hits you hard, uses his hands well, um, and his motor is nonstop. Um, and that's what we preach on defense, you know. Um, we always do this uh, – this drill to make sure that our, you know, our pursuit angles are good and um, for the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, he's, he's always pushing and making it hard. So um, I applaud Noah Cashmitter for coming in and doing, doing his thing and, you know, really improving this fall camp and, you know, all the way back to the last fall camp too, because he got a little bit of playing time at the end of the year last year. So um, I, I, I applaud him and he's always going to be a, uh, a hard worker. How about for you? You come in as a transfer from Washington state, but now you've been in Missoula for a couple years. What, what, what's what's been your favorite parts about this transition, and uh, how's it been? I mean, what, what do you think of life in Missoula? Um, honestly, it's, it's, it was uh, it was a little rough at first. I didn't know too many people except for uh, Nash Faust. Um, he was the only person that I knew. So um, coming in, it was kind of tough, a little transition. But um, over the summer, I met a whole bunch of good guys, with Colin Beaver and Dylan Cookie and uh, Moses Mallory, and you know AJ Forbes is here too. So um, and then came home for he kind of brought me into open arms too. So. 
it was a, it was a good transition. And then, you know, since I've been here, I've, I've, I've loved every second of it. Um, you know, I, I try to get out as, as much as I can, but, um, you know, with football and school kind of occupying the, the main source of my time, I, I just try to, you know, keep it easy and keep it breezy. So, Hunter McGinnis here, our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Ryan and Miller Lie. And you mentioned Dylan Cook. Big news for the big man today. Came out that uh, he made the active roster for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm sure all you guys that played with them uh, thrilled. And what a story. A kid from Butte, Montana, who then goes to the NAIA to play quarterback. He comes down to Montana as a walk-on and uh, picks up the offensive line pretty darn quick. And now he's in the league. So uh, just your reaction, Hunter, to, to Dylan Cook making the, the active roster for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I saw it right before I went out to practice. I was just checking on uh, the other Montana guys. It's just that. I know he was playing well, and I'm just happy to see him. Uh, you know, succeed. Absolutely. Uh, last couple of things for you. Uh, tell us about Butler. I know you're only a couple days into prep for him, but uh, what do you think of the opponent, and what do you think of just having a, a season opener there at Washington Grizz? Um, yeah, they're they're a good opponent. They're a good team. Um, I think their their record, you know, displayed that last year. And then on top of that, too, you know, they have a really sound fundamental defense. Um, it's going to be hard to beat these guys. And, you know, they have a lot of returning players and a lot of guys with, you know, experience make it more difficult for us. So it'll be fun getting in front of uh, Washington Grizzly Stadium and you know having a uh, having a home game. So looking forward. And last thing for you, then your your goals and expectations here for your senior year. Well, what do you hope? Uh, how do you, how do you hope it all plays out? Well, starts by every week, just winning each game, um, preparing and not failing to prepare. So, um, for for us as a team, just going in every week, like a new week, you got to go one and zero. That's all I really care about. That's what this program cares about. Just going one and zero each week. There you go, Hunter McGinnis, our Grizz Star of the Week. Thanks for being here, man. Really appreciate it. All right, thank you. There you go. I think he's one of the best in the league, and uh, I think he'll be a key cog if Montana's to have a good run yet again this year. Chris Star of the Week presented by Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Montana State opens up its 2023 season under the Bobcat Stadium lights against Utah Tech on Saturday night. Brent Vegan joining us, the head coach of Montana State. Uh, and, Coach, we've talked already this week about your secondary, and, and I know you've been uh, pretty adamant that you, you think you have an opportunity to, to upgrade there. Why is that? What gives you faith in the guys that are coming up through the ranks uh, in the defensive secondary that makes you think that that could be an improved area and a strength for the Bobcat defense this year? Well, I think it. I think it starts with you return a you know, just a rock solid guy like Rylan Ort. I think Rylan, you know, is apparent that the difference that he made um, when he was back fully with us last year. Um, we lose, I think, a really uh, a great player in Ty Akata, but you got two guys I think that in their own right have the ability to be very effective players in, in Lavelle Price and Caden Dollar. Now they won't be Ty, but collectively. Um, I, I do think we're going to be really good at that position. And then the free, free safety position where we lost Jeff Manning, I think we we bring in a guy in Drew Polidor um, and then back him up with Blake Stillwell. 
you know, I, I think different, um, different attributes that they both bring to the table. I, I think they have the range that Jeff, Jeff certainly possessed. Um, but I do think we can do a little bit more with them um, closer to the ball, in the box, those type of things. So, you know, I, I think in the, at the safety positions, um, you know, that, it's not a wash by any means. I think we just, we have a few more, few more guys in there. And I, I think the, uh, um, the, the potential is tremendous. I think where we're, where we're different is corner. Um, you know, these two first years for, for, for me, uh, it's been a position that's really been um, a revolving door. And, you know, Simeon Woodard has been the, the consistent one through those two years, but you got to think about it. he was a true freshman and a true sophomore through those years. So those are really years where you're counting on a guy to be your rock and he's a young player. Now he's on the other side of that, but I think in miles Jackson, um, John Johnson, a junior college transfer, Andrew Paul Devin Davis, you know, we'll be able to stretch ourselves a little bit more at that position. And that's where I reference our ability to cover. It really comes down to you know, your corners being able to do the job on the perimeter. I think we'll be better suited there. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Our coach's corner, Brent Began, joining us, Montana State uh, head football coach. And uh, I, I want to ask you about the offensive line as well. You touched on it in your press conference, but uh, w- you mentioned that Connor Moore is a really talented guy, and he seemed to sort of get his opportunity during the spring and, the, and then hold on to that, which then allows you to shift Rush Reimer inside from left, left tackle to left guard. Um what about Connor Moore makes him a special player? How was how that? Uh, how how did that transition happen? Because Rush Reimer, a very good player there at left tackle as well. So, what gave you the faith to sort of reshuffle that left side? Well, Connor, as a true freshman last year, was was really uh, up with us. Let's say all all year, he was a guy that traveled, the guy that played in three games, and you know by by playoff time last year, um, he was he was our next guy up at tackle. So he showed some real promise through last. Uh, last fall and then you know really felt like his off season uh he went from a you know probably a 255 60 pound guy in july of of 22 to by spring he was he was approaching 300 so he had he put on the, the strength and size to uh to go along with his length and athleticism and he's a really smart young man he's an engineering student um you know and a pretty level-headed kid all, all at the same time so you know, you, you, you see the potential, you, um, you, you kind of, you, you know, you bet on the potential. I suppose we still are, but, you know, he's continued to progress in such a fashion that this move, this move made, made sense when you're really thinking, okay, what, what's it going to take for us to get our best five out there and, um, you know, at least have that be our starting point. The other dynamic I wanted to ask you about is you have some guys in your program that uh, have, have, natural leadership characteristics that have shown through ever since they were young guys. I'm thinking a lot of the guys in the junior class, like Tommy Mallott, Brody Greeby, Sebastian Valdez, all those guys seem like at the moment that they were even in the two deep, that they had some, some natural leadership abilities. But now those guys are older. Now those guys are, are juniors. They're upperclassmen. How much easier is it for, for other guys to accept leadership positions when guys are a little bit older how much have you seen those guys sort of uh, increase their ability to lead uh, just from being a couple of the the older guys on your roster now well to some degree it is a rite of passage you, you know you uh pass the torch as far as you know who's the maybe the oldest guy in the room is who the most experienced guy who's seen the most um you know and we have several get those guys in that position whether they're juniors or seniors that have been here for for quite some time um, and been through a lot, and they've 
you know, fortunately for them, they had some really good examples in front of them, you know, and I think that's where, that's where you want it. You want uh, leaders that are learning from leaders, you know, and, and certainly as coaches, we're going to uh, do everything we can to enhance that, to bring them together, to, to guide them when it comes to leadership. Um, but ultimately the best case scenario is when, you know, one of the, when you've learned what it's supposed to look like from a guy that's did it the right way in front of you. And I think we have several examples of that over the past few years. And, you know, just a, a host of guys in, in the, the junior and senior class that you feel really good about who they are as people, um, the example that they are willing to set as far as how hard they work. And then I think their willingness just to, uh, to speak their mind, you know, and sometimes that's as simple as, you know, coming to me with uh, with a thought. Um, it's as simple as pulling a teammate aside to say, hey, this is, you know, this is how you should do this. Um, you know, and then I, I think, it gives you comfort as a, a coach and a, a coaching staff when that group is pretty widespread throughout your team. So, you know, I think leadership is going to be a, a strength of this group. Belief in one another is going to be a strength in this group. And just that the continued uh, mindset of, hey, this is, this is about um, something much bigger than each of us as individuals. Coach's Corner, Brett Vegan, Montana State, uh, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Uh, on ESPN Radio. Last couple of things for you, Coach. I just talked to your quarterback, Tommy Malott, or one of your quarterbacks, Tommy Malott. And uh, I mean, I've known Tommy since he's a sophomore in high school. He's such a great kid. He's, and he's not a kid anymore. He's such a good young man. But he also, it seems, has grown and matured. I mean, just talking to him, you can tell he has this self-awareness about him and, and this sort of cool and calm confidence. From a just holistic perspective, how have you seen him grow this offseason? Yeah, I think I, I think that's that's kind of it. I think you just kind of you figure things out um, holistically more, and, and you know um, he got thrust into quite a situation as a freshman, and he was he's mature beyond his years, but still that that situation he wasn't necessarily ready for, but he responded, and and you know before he knows it, he's one of the more famous people in our state, um, and and dealing with that at a young age, I, I think. Uh, you know, was complicated for him. And then last year, the ups and downs of, uh, you know, uh, getting injured, um, having to sit out a few games back, you know, and, and, and it, was a, it wasn't a smooth ride necessarily for him last year. But, you know, you really saw him grow. And I, I, think, I think in the offseason, he's just become more dialed in on what it means to play quarterback, um, what it means to, to be a leader. You know, he was a captain last year, but I don't know if he necessarily felt worthy of that. I mean, that's just kind of who he is. But at the same time, you can see, you know, because of that experience last year, and he was most of the time the first to speak, you know, as far as those opportunities go from a leadership perspective. And, and you know, he just uh, in every which way continues to amaze us as coaches on, on who he is as a person, how hard he's willing to work. Um, you know, and, and to say sky's the limit with him, you know, I don't want to put any guardrails on, on what he can do, not only on the field, but in life. I mean, he's just a real special um, young man and, and, you know, one I'm very grateful that, that I had a chance to work with and, you know, have a couple more years with him left uh, here at Montana State. Well, last thing for you then, Brett Vegan joining us here on ESPN Radio. 
you talk about taking it day by day all the time, but you're also, you and your program, so good at sort of analyzing it from a big picture view as well, trying to get better all the time and, and you know, not hit your peak until the December and January games that you hope to be playing in. So when it comes to the opener, what sort of things will you have your eyes on? I mean, what, what sort of procedural things or, or operational things or fundamental things will, will you be watching on Saturday? What, what will constitute success for Montana State in this opening game against Utah Tech? Can we play a clean football game? I think that's the biggest thing, and there's a lot that goes into that. I think it's there's, a, there's an assignment element. There's a communication element to it. Um, you know, there's certainly the penalty uh, side of things. There's the turnover side of things. I mean, you want to be as clean as you can. And I think as coaches, you got to look at what are you asking your guys to do? It can't be super complex here this first game, especially when there's unknowns um, on the other side, which there always is in a first game. So, you know, can we can we play fast? And, and can we, you know, uh, special teams, can we affect the game just because, because we're more dialed in? And, and when you look at that stat sheet at the end of it, have we won the turnover battle? Have have we been good on the penalty side of things? Because um, we're going to make mistakes. I, I think you're going to you're going to make some some things as long as those mistakes are uh, aren't repeatable um, or aren't repeated. I should say. Um, I think we can live with it. But uh, you know, this game will prove to be the, the the beginning stages of our our foundation for this year, and we need to get off to a off to a, a clean start um, and set course for for what we hope is a you know, week after week improvements. Coach's Corner, Brett Vegan, Montana State head football coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, appreciate the time. As always, we'll talk to you soon. Look forward to seeing you and your team on Saturday. And the best of luck with everything. Thanks for making some time. All right. Thanks, Black Colter. Go Cats. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports and Grizzly Athletics. 